Welcome to Rob Evans 365, day number 90. Today is Sunday. It's a big day today. Emily will be competing in the state championships of cheerleading. And we're getting out, going into MSAC again, the Sports and Aquatic Centre near Albert Park in Melbourne. And it's, uh, it's early in the morning here. It's around, well, it's not that early compared to normally. It's half past eight. Just uh, have to drop something around to Emily that she forgot uh, last night. She's staying with her mum last night. So just thought I'd get some fresh air. My back was feeling a little bit stiff this morning. So I know we're going to be sitting for a number of hours. So I need to get out and do do some walking. It's uh, about a thousand steps, 900 actually, I think, to... Uh, Angela's at their mum's place and 900 back so I figured that <coughs> around that 2,000 steps would be good for me this morning uh, so right now she'll be putting on makeup getting the fake eyelashes done and uh, yeah getting fueled up for today so hopefully they do well they've been practicing hard the the team that normally beats them uh, they've got quite a big dance school and cheer school. Uh, they won yesterday. Um, their school did, not the team that's competing against Emily. Uh, but yeah, they've been winning everything lately. They beat them at oh, Winterfest, uh, which was the first competition. But as in Emily's team beat them. Uh, but ever since, the other side has been beating them so uh, yeah it's some good competition but again this I think this is the last one before they go to the national so uh, again it'd be nice for them to win a state title that's exciting uh, but at the end of the day as long as they have fun and they all do their best that's what you that's what you're after Had an interesting exercise this morning I had to go and fill up the car with petrol I don't know about your experience, but certainly here in Australia, in these little, well, the I guess the American version is a quickie mart. You've got a petrol, like it's a small petrol station. You've got, I don't know, maybe six to nine different petrol houses where the fuel comes out of. You've got this little, little building and you go in there and uh, it's not a supermarket, but some of them are... A little bit bigger than others, but the the one that I went to this morning is like a Coles Express. Uh, so you know they sell a little bits of a whole variety of food, from toilet roll through to milk and you know magazines and snacks, foods and stuff. No fresh fruit or anything like that. And every time you go in to uh, this particular one, they're always doing the upsell. So you'll go in there and you'll say, you know, petrol number three. And I'll say, okay, would you like, would you like some toilet roll, which is what they had today, some toilet roll for, you know, $3. And it's like, do you know what? There's no logic to that. that I, I've come in for petrol. Um, but, oh, yeah, what the hell? Like, give me some toilet roll. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, they, they weren't busy this morning. So I said to the guy behind the counter I said tell me what percentage of people 
come in here and while they're waiting or they're paying or whatever, uh, they buy one of these things, which is like you're surrounded by lollies, like where you put your hands on top. It's got like a clear perspex thing uh, with, you know, this sea of different lollies from you know, things like life, I don't know, they still make lifesavers, lifesavers, Mentos, um, you know, chocolate bars, your Mars bars and all those sorts of things. And then they, they sort of come up in walls in front of you as well and chewing gum and all kinds of stuff. And I said, so, you know, how often? He said, oh, yeah, it's pretty regular. And I said, yeah, so give me a number. And he said, oh, probably every second person buy something. And I said to him, uh, I wonder if it would be the same if all of this was fruit. Instead, he didn't like that idea. And he said, well, with this stuff, you know, you can stick it in your car and it lasts forever kind of thing, which is, which is pretty true. Um, but isn't, isn't that interesting? And whether you would go in there with the intention of buying or just because it's there and there's that delay when you, you know, you're in the queue or you're, you know, waiting for the transaction to come up on the FPOS terminal uh, that you think, yeah, what the hell, I'll take one because it's brightly coloured and all that kind of stuff. One thing's for sure, if they're all black and white, uh, then uh, people wouldn't buy them as often, I'm sure of that. It reminds me of the... Have uh, you ever watched The Simpsons? Now, the, there was this episode of The Simpsons when Apu, Apu was the owner of the Cookie Mart and he lost his job and he ended up uh, living with Homer and... Marge and Bart and Lisa and Maggie and uh, he was involved with uh, he wanted to help out so he was working uh, you know getting the kitchen organized and everything and because of the way that he'd stacked all the cans of uh, you know these rare things that you wouldn't normally eat the kids were eating them because they're like oh wow it's <laughs> it's right there oh well I want to try this artichoke hearts or you know whatever uh, all because of the way that it was presented so it's interesting, isn't it? Um, one of the, the things I was thinking about the, this morning was uh, dealing with the choices and thinking about when, I don't know whether it's going to have to take legislation or you know, what it is, but more and more companies come out with more products that are increasingly unhealthy for us. They're just adding to that that list of foods that are unhealthy for us, you know, high in sugar, um, high in fat, high in, you know, processed ingredients with a, a shelf life of about 253 years. Uh, it's like, is, are we living in a society now where money is all that matters? I mean, what do you think? We live in a society now where we have more knowledge about everything than ever before, and yet the amount of products that are added to the shelves every week it just grows. Like you, you would struggle to go into 
any shop and not find some kind of food. Um, now, obviously, I'm excluding things like furniture shops and stuff, but you'll probably find even in the back somewhere they've got a, like a vending machine or something like that, or they've got those, uh, uh, you know, those fundraising things, like for lions and rotary and stuff. I think it's lions that they have the, you know, the lifesaver type lollies sitting on the counter and you stick the coin in there. I mean, uh, we, we are surrounded by an endless choice of... Um, sugary, unhealthy food options and yet each week you're not seeing more and more uh, you know uh, fruits and vegetables and, and that kind of stuff now I'm not suggesting that there be genetically modified foods and you do see from time to time I was mentioning this a few a few days ago about the, the different prepared um, fresh salads and, and that kind of stuff that are, are now available when, like when I was growing up, that, that wasn't a choice at all. Uh, you, you didn't even have the mixed salad leaves. You really had uh, whole lettuces. That's how you, that's how you bought your food. Um, so, you know, that part of it has evolved, but they're not really marketing that, but they're marketing all this other stuff. So have we, have we just got to the point where it's just all about the money and you know these these companies don't really care about uh, you know your overall health and well-being it's it frustrates me a little so you know that's why I'm so driven to to make a difference and uh, I was I was driving back uh, from my experience and interaction with the the Coles Express dude and thinking about the, the great work that Jamie Oliver has done um, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of respect for, for Jamie he's uh, incredibly passionate and it just goes to show you, you know, if you look back at his early work that he did uh, he, so he used to be called The Naked Chef that's when he first came out and the Naked Chef meaning that it was, you know, it wasn't done in a fancy studio, it was done in his home or in a, a cafe, or not a cafe, but, um, you know, like a, a mate's restaurant, you know, beat up kitchen or, you know, something like that. It wasn't fancy filming at all. Now, here's a guy that at the time, I think it was seen as fresh, like he used to ride his skateboard everywhere and uh, he was probably only in his... I don't know, early 20s, something like that. And if you watch some of the footage, you'll see that here's a guy that had really, really scruffy hair. He normally wore like jeans and just a T-shirt. He has a speech impediment. He's not uh, an attractive looking dude, but look at what he did and look at what he's doing and look at what he's going to do. Like the impact that he has had on the world with his his recipe books and his uh, you know his passion and drive towards making a a difference, um, I love the work that they've done with with Woolworths. I mean, Woolworths so clever to get him involved uh, with his uh, you know recipes and um, you know different things that he's done to get the kids involved. I'm sure it's part of his initiative as well that that Woolworths do the free fruit uh, for kids, uh, which I think is a great idea. 
when they're in, in store. So for those of you listening to this in a, another country, so uh, in the Woolworths stores here, which is the, uh, one of the biggest brands in Australia, we have a, a duopoly, which is basically Woolworths and Coles. And uh, when you go in, there's a little stand in the fruit and veg section. It's like three, three things high. And they put in their little baskets there um, fruit. So it's normally things like, well, it's seasonal, but, you know, like it might be bananas, pears, uh, mandarins, apples, that kind of stuff. And the kids are allowed to, to take one for free and eat it, you know, while they're in store. Uh, so it's a, it's a great initiative. And I'm sure that uh, Jamie Oliver had some influence there because it's all about the fresh. Now, what Coles do, uh, they're always trying to outdo each other. You know, like Woolworths will come out with a promotion and then, oh, surprise, surprise, Coles come out with the exact same promotion. Uh, You know, you can't tell me that there's no collusion or whatever here uh, between certain marketing. I mean... I had some marketing hit my mailbox in exactly the same day and it was uh, for, uh, it was to promote the AFL, you know, final series. They just happened to come into my letterbox at the same time and they were exactly the same specials. And uh, so it was half price off, everything unhealthy, you know, like chips, soft drink, uh, I can't remember whether there were things like uh, you know, meats and stuff like sausages and that kind of stuff. But, you know, basically uh, things that you would normally associate with if you were having a party or, you know, something like that. So not great options. They both had exactly the same uh, specials and they were displayed in the same way. On the first page, the, even the angle that they had the, the little thing saying half price, um, you know, I think, oh, man, really? So anyway, the Coles equivalent of Jamie Oliver is a chef called Curtis Stone. Now, Curtis is a, an, Aussie, uh, an Aussie chef here. He doesn't have anywhere near as high profile as, as Jamie, but he's still, he's still got a high profile, and he, he's appearing on a, a few shows overseas and, and so forth as well. And as I was driving back from the, the service station, I thought, man, you know, here's an Aussie guy. You know, this is somebody that I should reach out to, to, to get involved with. How do we, how do we do something like Jamie has done to make an impact on that the nation as a whole? And initially, I was thinking, well, he could get involved with uh, uh, this project that I've got uh, in the the back of my mind uh, for making Pakenham Lena. And you know, start there, and then we can take it nationally, and and that kind of that kind of thing. Um, there are so many possibilities, aren't there, of what of what you're capable of uh, if you want to. Now, that's a lot of work, obviously, to do that. So, oh well, the painting going through all that's going to be way more than the pleasure that will come from uh, the outcome. But it depends how badly you want something, doesn't it? So that was just something that jumped into my mind lately the well this morning one of the things that i've learned from the jt fox organization is that you know things that you think may be not possible are possible now the fact that little old me from pakenham here who was once bullied and 
felt horrible about my self-image and stuff is going to be in a matter of weeks over in the US on stage in front of thousands of people interviewing a Hollywood movie star. Uh, now I know I've mentioned who it, it is going to be in the past in the 365s but uh, they've told me not to mention who it's going to be. Uh, I think people must have been um, posting things on social media and stuff. And the reason that they do that is that there is no 100% guarantee because these stars have schedules and, and that kind of stuff and just in case something comes up, they don't want people thinking that, well, this is definitely the person. They do make their best efforts to make sure that that person is going to be there. But like things happen, don't they? So, um, yeah, this would be something that even... Oh, wow, probably in my whole lifetime, I would think, man, that is just never going to be possible for someone like me. And, but that's just a mindset, isn't it? Because here I am, I'm about to do it. Uh, so a why is something else not possible, like doing that with um, Curtis Stone, or even Jamie Oliver, for that matter. Um, anything is possible if you put your mind to it. All right, now I'm going to end this now because I'd like to do some recording from the uh, from the cheerleading a little bit later this morning so or, and this afternoon. So she competes, uh, we're leaving around 9.30. I think she's competing around 12, 12.30, something like that. And then the presentation's at 1.30. Um, so it's exciting times coming up and I've got to go get ready and then, uh, then we'll be off. All right, so we'll put you on pause and I'll be back soon. All right, I am back. We are back from competing and back home. I'm just out doing some more walking because I feel like I've been sitting too much today, traveling in, sitting down for a few hours, standing around. And I've got a headache. I've got tension up through my neck and stuff. I haven't had enough water today so far. Um, so just, it's rare that I have to take a painkiller I've taken some Panadol, and I don't know, for whatever reason, in order for me to get rid of a headache, I have to have the Panadol too, then have something to drink, something to eat straight away. So just a little thing, so I just had some some Vita-Weets with a little bit of peanut butter, and I thought I'd get out and get some fresh air. So it's actually quite nice in the sun right now. All right, so the cheerleading results. I have to tell you that this whole cheerleading thing is very, very confusing. And something else happened today that I just didn't understand at all. So those teams I was talking about before, about the ones that had beaten them before, well, they didn't compete against them today, but they were competing. The other team were competing. And they have all these different categories. So Emily's in level one senior, but then they have like small gym and large gym. Now, there's something like, uh, I don't know, 20 people on stage. So to me, that's large, uh, but they compete in the small gym. So, I don't know, so they weren't competing against them today. So there were four teams, I think. I was, I was so confused. I didn't understand when they got to the presentations, what was going on. Anyway, there were four teams competing and Emily performed really well. I mean, she's getting much more confident. Um, she's doing really well. However, there were 
um, one flyer, they call the ones that go up in the air. She fell three times. So she didn't fall all the way to the ground. She just didn't get up for whatever reason. Now, Emily tells me that's the flyer's fault, not the people down below, but who knows? If somebody's not there to lift you or doing the right thing, then it doesn't happen. But anyway, apart from that, uh, they performed very solidly, I thought. May have been missing a little bit of zing, which I'm not sure what that's... It's hard to compare them because the, just before they came out, they had like a level four and a level five which is four levels above where they throw them so high and stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, that is impressive. And then you've got, you know, teams that come out that aren't allowed to do any of that kind of stuff and can't, they don't have the skills yet. Uh, so it's hard to, to judge them one against each other. I mean, they don't come back to back. So anyway, they came fourth. So they came last out of, the, out of their group. And again, the school, they don't tell the kids what the scores are. They know the scores of the other teams, but they don't tell them. Um, I don't know why that is. I guess if you knew how close you were. Uh, I just think if you've got the data, share it, because the data will help the kids understand better. They just say that, you know, it's close, and a point is a big, a big difference. And, you know, like if you fall, you lose a point. Uh, now these things aren't technically classed as falls because they weren't up and they fell to the ground. Uh, so anyway, they came forth uh, in the state championships and they get a trophy, they get a medal. Um, and I think Emily's quite disappointed though. Um, I you know, can read her body language pretty well and you know, she was smiling and stuff but um, I said to her, you're not, um, you're, you're disappointed, aren't you? And she said, yeah. So I'm out for a walk now. I'm going to go and um, drop by and see her on the way home. <coughs> oh, excuse me. There you go. That's spring and hay fever season coming. Oh, I can feel that. Uh, so, yeah, so on the whole... I think that uh, the whole team did really well. Um, it's just that it was probably just that one segment that probably cost them. Uh, after that, I thought, oh, maybe they'll maybe they'll get second, third, something like that. Not knowing how many teams were were in it, so fourth isn't far off. So I guess you've got to take away the positives. Uh, um, Emily certainly was doing a good job. The others were doing a good job as well. It's just this one particular area that let them down. So, like I said, I think this is the last one before the national titles. Um, they'll go back and revisit uh, the the girl that normally the, the one that fell. She was actually a substitute from a level above, actually. Um, so you would have thought that she'd be doing better, but yeah, who knows what what goes on. Um, so it wasn't their normal full squad, um, which is a bit unfortunate. So um, anyway, they did themselves proud, I think. Just a little bit disappointed they were. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the result of today. So well done, girls. But Sheree and I were talking about this on the way home. Uh, we took, you know, all the kids in 
And isn't that trying? Taking all the kids in to an event like that, which obviously has boring parts, and if not every child is into cheerleading, then it's a little bit hard to be watching and listening to it all. Ah, oh, gosh, it really tests the strength of your resolve. Yeah, especially when they're younger kids. So, it's like, man, I've already been through that stage. Can we just fast track to the, like, four years down the track? But anyway, um, they sure and I were talking in the car on the way home that this particular uh, cheerleading association, the other one does it too, but they give out so many prizes. So if you had a, uh, a oh, let me create an image for you of the trophies in the trophy room. Now keep in mind that this is the last day and they give out trophies every single day. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they imagine, I reckon there would have been at least three big long um, trestle tables, you know what I'm talking about? Packed deep with trophies. Deep with trophies, all three of them. Just crazy. So the way that it works is if there's five in it, all five get a trophy. They just vary in size and what's on them. Every single person that competes gets a medal, whether they're good, bad, or otherwise. And the top three get other medals, like gold, silver, bronze, for lack of better words. And they have, like in Emily's category, big gym, small gym. So there's a whole lot of opportunities there. And they have so many different categories, like a high school category. They have the dance school category, big, small. Um, there's a co-ed category. There's a, like a, like, kind of like a girls only category. Uh, yeah, co-ed, did I say that? There's a co-ed version. It's like, man, how many different categories do you want to, want to create? So what it means is, it's basically like one of those, uh, you know, fair events where you, like carnivals, where you stick the, the ping pong ball in the clown's mouth and every child wins. And this feels the same. And they get flags and and banners and stuff as well and they have you know grand champions they have pinnacle bid winners and all that and that you have no idea really if you're just a just like a dad watching it or a mum you have no idea how it's all worked out it's just that there's more prizes for everybody and um that they have badges too like if you don't get any deductions so if you don't have any falls okay then you get like zero deductions. They have a badge for that. You get a badge if you get zero deductions. Um, they have badges for other things too. Uh, so, oh man. So we were talking about this and what do you think? Do you think it's good to reward every time you come out to do something that you're rewarded? My personal view is that no it's not because that's not reflective of life, is it? I mean, you don't, if you do a poor job in life, you get no results. If you do a great job, you know, an excellent job, you normally get poor results. Or maybe good at best. So, 
I I just don't know that we're we're developing the kids through that sport the right way to be resilient and um, you know when they so when they don't they don't win they still get something but that's not teaching them about what life is like yeah you gotta work hard and you can do a really crappy job at this and still get a medal or a couple of medals for that matter there were some categories that only had one one team in it so of course they they win everything they get multiple things it's like hang on why why are you rewarding with so many different things when they're the only team that showed up or you know you the standard's not very good but you still get a you still get a medal and yes uh, is it good to encourage people yeah i think it is but pretty much well every single child goes home with a medal uh, i don't know i just don't think that it's a, that's great because it's not reflective of life so as soon as they don't get something they think oh well i'm not putting in i mean is this why you know the the millennials now they want to do little work apologies if you're a millennial and you're not you're not one of these but so i am generalizing here of course uh but when i talk to to businesses uh, what they see is they they get these young younger kids that want to be earning you know big big dollars have no responsibility uh, and you know, little effort and getting it paid from day one. It's like, hey, I'm sorry, that's not real life. You've got to start at the bottom. Start at the bottom and work your way up. Uh, so anyway, that's my, my closing thought for today's cheerleading event. No homework today. Tomorrow is Monday. You'll have homework tomorrow. You enjoy the rest of your day. I'll enjoy the rest of my walk here getting some fresh air and take care and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.